Good morning. On behalf of City Base Church, I'd like to welcome you to our Sunday morning meeting. May you be blessed, encouraged, and I hope that this morning's preach will challenge you um, to become more like Jesus. I know that things are tough at the moment, but we are not those who give up. We are not those who throw in the towel. We are those who stand and continue to stand strong, no matter what comes our way. I don't know about you, but during this time, I found myself praying a lot into things going on in my life, into things happening in our country, and things in the life of the church. But I found that I've spent very little time praying for my family. Our families are important. And so I'd like to ask you to make this time to pray for your family. When you pray for them, pray the word of God over them. Because it is his word that has the power to change lives and situations. Uh, to the mothers, I'd like to say happy Mother's Day. And today being Mother's Day and us being in lockdown, it's not very pleasant. You can't do the things that you usually do. You can't spoil your mom like you usually spoil her. So I'd like to make a suggestion to you. At the end of this preach, why don't you call mom and you as the family gather around her and you pray a blessing over her. I'm sure she will really appreciate it. Today I want to be speaking on the growing church. You might think it's strange to speak about this in lockdown, but you'll see the importance of it as we go along. As the Church of Jesus Christ, it's his desire for us to grow and produce fruit. If we are not growing, we are becoming stagnant, and we will eventually slowly start to die. And it's a dangerous place to be. There is a saying that says, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Everyone in your family is unique, they are different, and they behave differently. And they are there to help you grow. In the same way, God puts us together in spiritual family to help us grow spiritually. When your physical family is giving you a hard time, and you're fighting with one another and disagreeing with one another, you don't up and leave, you don't run away. And it's the same in the family of God. You cannot just leave because someone rubbed you up the wrong way. You stay and you work out your differences. The irritations, the disagreements are all there to help us grow. Many times there are things in our lives that God is wanting us to get sorted out. Areas that are not pleasing to him. So he puts someone next to us to sand us down so that he can polish us up. So that we can be the person that he wants us to be. Having said this, I need to make this very clear. God is not trying to irritate you or rub you up the wrong way. What he does do is he uses circumstances and situations that happen in life to help us get the things that are, are not pleasing to him out in the open so that they can be dealt with. When this is happening, it's not a time to leave the church. It's not a time to run away. It's time to work out and get the issues in your life sorted out. Surrender, repent and obey. If you're not going to work them out, 
you'll leave and end up going to another church and you'll find yourself facing the same sort of situations there because you've not dealt with them. The problem hasn't gone away and God is still wanting you to deal with that problem. He's wanting you to overcome and he's wanting to give you victory in that area. When we work together, we grow together and we grow up together. So coming back to a growing church, when I speak of a growing church, what I'm speaking of is true growth, not just numerical growth. Many times this is what we base the success of our church on, the size of the building and the number of people in the building. But God does not look at it this way. We can so easily be caught up in chasing numbers, bums in seats, or material things like different lighting, better buildings, better sound systems, that we forget what we should be doing. Not that there's anything wrong with these things, but spiritual growth is of far greater importance. God is wanting to bring us to a place of spiritual maturity. How spiritually mature are you? You will have to judge for yourself. In 1 Peter 2, verse 2, this is what it says. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. And then in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 2, this is Paul speaking. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you are not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans when one says, I follow Paul and another, I follow Paulus? Are you not mere human beings? Milk is good to help babies grow. They need it. But like Paul says, he wants us to be able to move from milk to solid food. From milk, which babies drink, to solid food eaten by those who are mature. Maturity, I believe, is based on how much of Jesus you have in you. We count success by how much we do for God or for the church, but God counts success by how much of Jesus we have in us. The last time I preached, I asked this question. When you are no longer here, what would you have left behind? I pray that it will be mature people People who will remain standing strong and be able to take what they have learnt and teach to others and in this way grow the kingdom of God. If we leave babies behind, they'll make a mess of the things of God and they will end up dying because they cannot take care of themselves and God's kingdom will suffer loss. When we grow up and out, we have impact. God wants us to grow up in the area of discipleship and in being discipled, so he can bring us to a place of maturity. God wants us to grow up and become mature, so that Jesus can come back for his bride. We can't stay babies. Jesus doesn't want a baby bride. Man, that's just wrong. The bride needs to be ready. She needs to ready herself. She needs to be mature for Jesus' return. If you've got your Bibles with you, can ask you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4 and we're going to be reading from verse 11 to 14. Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 14. And it says this, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, 
and some to be pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So in Ephesians 4 verse 11 we see that it was Jesus who gave these gifts to the church. When these gifts function the way that they should, they bring glory to Jesus. These gifts are not just to equip the church for ministry, but they are also there so that the church can reach maturity. When we reach maturity, we are not blown around by every wind of doctrine. We understand the truths of God and we stand strong. So I want to look at five points this morning. And the first one is equipped. Every believer needs to be equipped. The church is a body and each part of the body has a part to play. Equip means to put in place, to give someone or something the tools and the equipment they need to do a job, to be made complete. Why do we need to be equipped? So that we can do the work of the ministry. Many times the church just focuses on practical ministry, but, but neglects the importance of spiritual ministry. People need to be taught how to function in the gift that God has given them. Learn how to bring their gift and learn how to use it to minister. The second point is edify, which is found in verse 12. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. God wants us all to be edified, built up, become mature and developed. When all of us are doing our part in the church, the body of Christ grows. It grows up in worship, it grows out in evangelism and it grows within through discipleship. It is edified, made strong, vibrant and it is alive. The third one is educated. And here I'm not just talking about going to study um, at a university, getting a degree or a theology degree. Not that there's anything wrong with studying. But what I'm speaking about here is that God has a destiny, a goal that the church is to aim at. And we see that in verse 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I like the way the New Living Translation puts it. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be maturing the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. See, God wants us to come to the knowledge of His Son, so that we can become mature. This knowledge is gained through revelation by the Holy Spirit. It is found in the Word of God as we study it, as we meditate on it, um, and as it is taught to us from the truths of God's Word. And so, yeah, I want to really just encourage you. Educate yourself in the things of God. Study the Word of God. Get to know the Word of God. Let it become alive to you. And then fourthly, 
enlarge, attain to the full measure of Christ. See, God didn't save us just to get us into heaven. He saved us to make us like Jesus. And Father, God wants you and I to be enlarged. In Romans 8, reading verse 29, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that we might be the the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. But again, I'd like to read it out of the New Living Translation. I like the way it puts it. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his Son, so that his Son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. See, the Father's heart is that we become more and more like Jesus. We are enlarged by the model of Christ, by following the standard set by Christ, and by living in obedience to him, by doing what he requires of us. As we mature, we become enlarged. And the last point, the fifth one, is established. Verse 14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. See, God does not want us to be immature. As immature people, we are easily influenced by others. We are easily deceived and tricked into believing non-truths and are easily led astray. Established means having existed or done something for a long time. In other words, you are solid. You cannot be moved. Established people, solid people, steadfast people have spiritual roots that go down deep. They are not swayed by every new revelation or doctrine. They stand secure in what they have been taught and in what they believe. Many times Paul instructs the churches that he writes to not to follow the teachings of certain men. They are false teachers who have come to deceive, ensnare and lead astray. He encourages them to stick to what they know to be the truth. Established people are those whose spiritual lives are built on strong foundations. They are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. They stick it out. Immature people have no roots or they have roots that are very shallow. They have no convictions and no commitment. When tough times come, they run. But established people know the word of God. They obey the word of God and they live by it. For us to grow the way that God desires us to, the church needs to grow stronger through revelation. The church needs to grow warmer through fellowship. The church needs to grow deeper through reproducing and discipleship. The church needs to grow broader through responsibility, giving people responsibility so that the priesthood of all believers can function together. Release people into their gifting and calling, encouraging people to step up and out of their comfort zones. Priests in the Old Testament used to offer sacrifice, make petition to God on behalf of others. The priests represented God to the world. As New Testament priests, all believers need to be those people. God wants us to grow larger through reaching out, not just more people joining, but through evangelism and us reaching out to them. God wants us to grow generationally through activating all, young and old. This is not a season to hold back. 
that this is a season to grow in maturity. So take this time you have available and use it to grow spiritually. Equip yourself, edify yourself, educate yourself, enlarge and establish yourself. In Colossians 1 verse 9 to 14, um, Paul is addressing the church of in um, Colossians and he has this to say, I ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and pleasing in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. And just reading that verse, we see there, this I believe is a picture of what a mature Christian is. He's someone that is filled with knowledge and that knowledge comes through the word of God. The person has an understanding of the Holy Spirit and he knows how to operate in the gifting of the Holy Spirit. A person knows how to live a life that is worthy of the Lord and a life that pleases him in every way. A mature Christian is someone who bears fruit. They grow in the knowledge of God. They are strengthened with all power. And so I would like to encourage you, take the scripture in Colossians 1 verse 9 to 14, read through it, and you have a look at your own life and see where there are things in your life that are lacking. Maybe you are lacking in knowledge. Now's a good time to ask God to give you knowledge, to give you wisdom, to give you understanding, to learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Don't wait till we come out of lockdown and we all meet together again. Do it now so that when we come out of lockdown, you are raring to go and God can use you mightily. On Friday afternoon, I went to go and get something out of the church building. And I walked in there and it brought tears to my eyes. Just realizing how I am missing each and every one of you. Missing fellowshipping with you, drinking a cup of coffee with you, just having fun together. Let's pray that this lockdown will end soon. That we can once again fellowship face to face. Where we'll be able to give each other a hug once again. A handshake. We as people are not supposed to be isolated and on our own. And I would like to say to you, if you are feeling alone and you are feeling isolated, why don't you give us a call at the church and we'd love to just pray with you and encourage you and stand with you. But don't feel like you are left alone and that you are having to carry this weight alone. We are there for you. And this is part of a mature church. A mature church stands with each other and we help each other through these difficult times. God bless you. Have an awesome week and we'll see you again next week. Amen.